0: The Trump administration has been anything but boring during the past couple months. There's been plenty going on to keep news commentators and comedians well-armed with material. But on this show, we focus on religious liberty issues, and that's what we're going to do today. Lincoln Steed, editor of Liberty Magazine, is with us. Lincoln, if you were a schoolteacher and the Trump administration was your student, what kind of grade would you be handing out just about now when it comes to guarding and maintaining our religious freedoms?
1: Well, that's a loaded question, and it's sort of like the multiple choice. When I came from Australia, we used to do essays, even in high school. I come to the U.S., and they're just multiple choice. You know, yes or no, true or false. (laughs) But as we all know, you can shade true and false (laughs) in very tricky ways. By definition, the Trump administration haven't really done much. There's been a lot of smoke and mirrors and noise and tumult But I think the real developments we've yet to see work out, Mm -hmm. some of the statements made and the people put in place and the things that they believe and some of the goals are quite troubling. But to be fair to this new administration of the president, Donald Trump, he personally has made some very strong religious liberty statements. And in Liberty Magazine, on the back cover, I have a quote that he gave at the the recent prayer breakfast, national prayer breakfast, he made a very good statement about how they will defend religious liberty and make this a safe place for people of faith. Good. It's a good statement, and I'm glad he made it, and you would expect him to make it. Mm-hmm. So we put that on the record. You know, We don't want to be accused with anyone of sort of closing the book on them and trying to vilify them. We want everybody, I think, even those that didn't vote for Donald Trump or his administration, support his administration, you would want them in office to do... A good job, and certainly we want them to defend religious liberty. Absolutely. Absolutely. But there's some cautions. He made an alliance that I think goes a little further than alliance, has sort of sold his soul politically <laughs> in many respects to a whole political or religious faction. Senator Jeff Sessions, the Attorney General, probably very competent. You know, that's debated in a political term, and that's not for us to decide that. But he made a very plain statement that he does not believe in separation of church and state. Well, you know, it's problematic on the face of it. It does reflect the uh, religious conservative base that he comes from, that more and more has a triumphalist view of religious liberty and religious rights of their own, and it's sort of entitlement, as I keep saying on this program. So that sort of signaled where we're going to go. I noticed Governor Huckabee's daughter is on the inner circle in the White House. Governor Huckabee, who ran for president, Nice person. I know some people that work very nicely with him in, in the media in Arkansas. But, you know, he is a hard, right, politically activist, religious triumphalist, for want of a better term. So we're going to see some skewing of the traditional level playing field concept of, of religious freedom for all people. It's going to be an entitlement, which is the spirit of the times in the right, world. Right. On another program, you and I were talking about anti-terrorism laws in Russia, which has really empowered the Eastern Orthodox Church and allowed them to sort of push out of the nest cuckoo birds of other faiths. Mm-hmm. I think we'll see that here. There's no question. It's not quite religious liberty, but it has huge ramifications for it. But there have been statements made harking back to the, uh, the detention of the Japanese, World War II, mm-hmm. that this is not unconstitutional. We may have to do it again. All in the context of, of Muslims, which is a religious identity, not a national or ethnic one. And much as the provocations may exist, that would be horrific if any sort of mass detentions are made of people of a certain faith. So, you know, we've got to watch that one very closely. And, of course, the uh, immigration ban troubled a lot of people. They shouldn't have been as troubled by the actual law as the stated comments that accompanied it. Mm. They were not good. Mm. But, of course, the U.S. has the right to restrict people from any number of countries, and all countries if they want to. And it wasn't ostensibly or or narrowly from a matter of faith. But we know that that was sort of the intention.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes. We did a program on this, and you identified that this really was not a uh, a Muslim ban, that it was banning, hopefully, terrorists. Because I'm not comfortable with what they did, but you have to be really honest. I think there
1: was a bit of overreach in knocking back the ban. And it was really only uh, successful with the courts because there were these public statements from candidate Trump and some of his fellow travelers Mm -hmm. where they gave their real intention. Mm -hmm. But as a law, I mean, it was pretty, uh, you know, I've lived to see even more extreme things in different times. But, you know, taken together, and then, of course, the the particular um, emphasis given to Jewish interests, which is fine, we have allies, but there's such a nexus between the religious right Protestant religious right in the U.S. and the state of Israel, that it starts to bleed over (laughs) into political uh, actions and even military uh, ventures. So that's not good. And and a stated intention, which I haven't heard lately, that the president said that he wanted to uh, establish the U.S. embassy in Jerusalem Mm -hmm. rather than Tel Aviv. That alone will start the the rockets firing. Certainly will. Certainly will.
0: Now, you and I in the past have talked about the Johnson Amendment. Is there any new developments on this? Because this sort of goes toward the Trump administration's view of religious liberty.
1: No, but I see no reason that they won't proceed on that. Mm. I mean, there's a broad agreement from, from the, uh, the Republican uh, faction and the, their religious allies that they want this repealed. So I think it will be. Mm. Whether it's an executive action or legislation, we'll see. I mean, so far, the president has relied mostly on executive action, which is not a religious liberty issue in itself, but it's an aspect of law that could bear on religious liberty. And I've always felt that this is the wild card of direct rule that in America people haven't sort of noticed much till now. A president can pretty much do anything he chooses through executive action unless restrained by uh, uh, the Supreme Court, that sort of is like the sloth crawling along the legal branch. <laughs> no, by design, yes, it's not a fast yes, action thing. Yes, yes. Or if he offended a great mass of his fellow politicians, they could always impeach him, something that's never been done successfully. So, in the real world, that's not particularly a possibility. So, in the real world, if, if a president chooses, he can rule by executive order. Roosevelt did that to quite a large degree. And, of course, the detention we spoke about before, that was an executive order. Yeah. Obama, who, who couldn't deal much with the Republicans toward the end, largely did. And, of course, then it was very easy for the new president, by executive order, to wipe all the previous executive right, orders. Right, right. right. And, and if nothing else, that creates great instability. And we are facing a very unstable political time. But when there is such a loaded dynamic of religious issues because of this new coalition between uh, the ruling regime, you know, the the whole faction headed by the president and the religious right, it could at the very least discredit real religious liberty by uh, just a flurry of quite apparently even peevish executive orders. Watch this and pray that some sort of balance will win out and and, and charity toward others, and it won't sort of turn into a jingoistic national religious viewpoint.
0: Sounds like you're saying that if we have a nation built on executive orders, we as the people really only have to put up with them for about four years. Then we can bring other people in and they can change them right away. Is that the idea?
1: Well, we've lived through that. If they're just irritants, but if they're big things like detentions of whole people, yeah, then, then no. that's a, a brave new frontier. Mm-hmm. And I, no one knows how we would deal with that. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, and, and you and I were talking before, we're into a uh, modality, I think, with the public where most people are not well-informed or at least well-educated about the background. They're getting their information from social media and very superficial public news media. And I can see huge population manipulation, so, with the intention to do that, with the, the executive orders, it would be relatively easy. With emergencies either popping up spontaneously or conveniently exaggerated, yes. you can steer people like sheep through the races, you know, like through this chain link runway and to another and up over the little jump. And <laughs> yes, yes. Or put it another way for those who remember their high school uh, reading assignments 1984, all caps. Mm mm-hmm,
0: <laughs> hmm. Mm hmm. Well, do you think the Trump administration is doing that, or do you think that that's their plan? Do they they even have a plan, or are they just playing this thing by ear?
1: No, I believe they have a plan. Every administration has a plan. It's not to think badly of them. Of course they have a plan. It may not be the plan you and I or other factions might like. It's a plan. And they believe they have a mandate from their voting base to upend the whole system, drain the swamp get rid of the old politics, well, maybe it is time for change. It's not a religious liberty issue.
0: They have a mandate from one-third of their voting base here. Well, that's a problem built into the American system
1: where, I, I, in my lifetime, I don't remember a majority of Americans voted, ever. Mm, yeah. Forget the majority of the voters voting for someone, almost by definition this person is not uh, there by popular claim. But that's fine the governmental structure doesn't require that. It's representative government. Okay. But to have a government coming in that wants to throw everything over and sort of reinvent it might be good, but that's the time to watch all civil liberties, particularly mm-hmm. religious liberty, because mm-hmm. the old norms are not going to apply. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm talking apocalyptically now, but I do believe the world is closer to uh, what would could be defined as a World War III than at any time in my lifetime. Oh, my. And uh, both world wars changed the entire world from stem to stern. It wasn't just a lot of lives lost. It changed all the political structure. It changed the mood of the people. When many people die, the survivors think differently about life, religion, freedom, everything. And, and uh, you know, you and I don't know if it's tomorrow or the day after, but even Vladimir Putin in an interview recently says we're on an irrevocable course toward conflict. I mean, even if that's not proven to be true, the fact that someone like that would say it would say that, yeah. bears some attention.
0: You know, as Christians, we should not be afraid. We should be concerned, but we should not be afraid. How can we do that in these, in these troubled times?
1: Personally, perfect love drives out fear, the Bible says. We, we have to, and, and you know, you've given me the perfect, come on. Religious liberty is meaningless unless it's carrying forward religious spirituality. Mm. Now, why should you defend abstract religious identities and doctrines and all the rest? Religion is all about the spirit and affinity with the divine and so on. And as a participant in this, we need to go back to our close mental affinity with God, look to him for comfort and security. And once we've got that, yes, these other things are not immaterial, but they're not central.
0: Mm. LibertyMagazine.org is the website. Articles to read, blogs to read, television programs to watch, radio programs to listen to, everything right there at LibertyMagazine.org. Lincoln Steed is the editor. Lincoln, thank you so much. Until next time, this is Charles Mills along with Lincoln Steed inviting you, listener, to rest in the freedom of God's love. Goodbye, everyone. If you'd like more information about LifeQuest Liberty, call Three Angels Broadcasting Network at 618-627-4651 or email us through our website at 3abn.org. Join us again next week at this same time as we examine more of the threats and challenges facing your religious freedom. May God keep the flames of liberty burning in your heart today.